0: Hi everyone, welcome to season four of Blurred Thoughts. Um, this is Azri and Stephanie coming to you from Singapore and London. Hi Azri, how are you today?
1: Hi Stephanie, um, I just wanted to ask, is it really season four already? Has it been so fast? Yes. Oh my yes. god, it is season four, yes, it's, it's season four. All right, mm-hmm. I thought it was season three, but yes, hi Stephanie. No, no, no. Hi Stephanie, <laughs> how are you this weekend?
0: actually not too bad. Um, it is gloomy in London but I have had a few days off so I feel slightly refreshed. What mm-hmm. about you?
1: Uh, I'm very happy in a way because uh, <laughs> it's the first weekend I've had to myself in the entire year. I was telling Stephanie that you know I can't remember the last time I had a day off because I was always teaching almost every single day so today is finally like oh, the day that I just chill and roll in my bed the entire day um, yeah it's been it's been wonderful so thank you for asking right so
0: um, a little bit of an introduction to this season um, obviously given the current situation with the pandemic we've all been in I feel like there's been a bit of a a refocus or people are rethinking their relationships in their lives um, mm-hmm. whether it's friendships family work um, the community our neighbours Um, friends from across the world Um, and we thought we'd do a series about all the different relationships in our lives and kind of what are how things have changed Um, even as we were from children to adults and now particularly as adults and kind of in this digitized virtual world um, how things have changed and we thought we'd start with friendships um, given that both of us have been friends for about 10 or so years, um, and how beyond the friendship between the two of us, how the different friends in our lives um, has changed, how friendships changed, how the way that we engage with friends or meet friends or share things with friends have changed. So we thought we'd start with the first episode around friendships. Mm -hmm. So, Asri, do you want to kind of start with your, I don't know, some sort of a thesis statement around friendships?
1: I see. Well, uh, before we go into that, I also wanted to Mm -hmm. say, um, you know, Stephanie brought up the fact that, uh, you know, given the current global situation, and I just wanted to say... uh, a heartfelt message in a way Like, um, you know, we now know that France is going to lockdown So is Germany uh, You know, once again They're going into lockdown um, Things are very bad in the United States I believe uh, this week is actually The worst week of virus infections In the United States So our hearts go out to everyone out there And hopefully everyone stays safe um, Practice safe distancing And be more socially conscious uh, Stephanie oh. is making... <laughs> Stephanie is making a very, <laughs> very pained face, and I just want to explain this. Um, she was telling me that she was going out for, uh, to get some groceries the other day, and obviously, being my friend, she was you know, wearing a mask and you know ma- making sure that she was taking all the necessary precautions. But she sent me a picture of like the streets of London, and there was a whole crowd of people. And I, I, because I was quite tired, it was like quite late Singapore time, and I was just like, are those people? not wearing masks, and she was like, yep, they're just frolicking and mixing around. And I was thinking that, you know, this is probably our PSA, our public service announcement. Like, even <laughs> if you don't understand the purpose or you don't feel like it helps, it does. We're here to tell you it does help. So just, just do your part. You know, it is uncomfortable, but come on, being uncomfortable is better than being dead. Like, being uncomfortable is still better than being dead or having a lung infection mm-hmm. or losing your sense of smell. And all the complications that we're discovering that this <laughs> disease can 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 cause. So yeah. yeah. So uh mean, anything else you want to add to our little PSA before I No,
0: I was just gonna say we might cover more about social responsibility and relationships in the community mm-hmm. in another episode. But yes, wear your mask, practice social distancing. Mm-hmm. The virus hasn't left the building yet.
1: Um, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. And uh also, I'm sorry. I'm just hopping on this a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. I, th- I think I said this in season one. That was when you know coronavirus first started getting really bad. But we can always remember Spanish flu because Spanish flu wasn't deadly during the first wave. It was the subsequent no. waves that actually killed most people. So let's remember history, you know, and learn from that and be better, and be better basically. So um, as Stephanie said, yes, we've been friends for ten years. But I just, I just, I was actually pointing out to her that. Mm-hmm. Oh dear! I'm so sorry. D- can you hear the motorbike? that just yeah. <laughs> they just zoomed by. I was just going to be
0: like, "Was that a cow in Singapore outside?"
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. That was a that was a very excited rider going out on a date, probably Saturday night. Um, but yeah, we were We were friends. I mean, we've been friends for ten years. But mm. our friendship sort of went through different stages because we met through mutual friends and. We weren't really very uh, close from the get-go. I obviously was very conscious, so I wasn't really as bubbly and and outgoing as I am. Uh, Furthermore, when we started to really hang out, it was sort of in a semi-work capacity because we decided to take this module together, the Singapore Studies module, under the amazing Dr Rajesh Rajesh (laughs) Rai at the National University of Singapore. And we did, like, one of the best theses that he has ever seen. So, haha, thank God. But um, Science
0: students and art faculty? Anyway, continue. Yeah, we were
1: science (laughs) students and art faculties. And he said that we wrote, like, probably one of the best theses that he has ever seen. So, until today, I will never forget how proud I was of that achievement. So, we started from that sort of work space, work environment. So, we were, I think we were quite critical with each other as well. We were very direct, like, you know, we need to change this. We need to improve this. We need to research this. We were very demanding of each other. And then I think, think,
0: yeah, I was just going to say like the three of us were actually perfectionists in our own way. So So as you say, because of that, we
1: were very critical of every single word that went into the thesis. It was was very bad. I I do remember being quite crazed about it because I I don't know, I think, yeah, like Stephanie said, being perfectionists, we were each crazy in different ways so you put three crazies <laughs> together it was a lot of crazies <laughs> and it, it was it was quite tough but in a way it was a good thing as well because we sort of created, yeah we sort of created that um after that we sort of fell quiet like we were quite distant uh because partly stephanie is a year ahead of us so she was sort of like you know ahead obviously and then um, it was only after graduation that we started meeting more, or rather, Stephanie graduated, and then we started meeting for lunches and dinners, um, and we started getting a glimpse into the corporate world because Stephanie would tell us about, you know, her experiences, and I think that was when we started to really become closer friends, at mm-hmm. least Stephanie and I. Um, Nigel decided to pursue business, so. Uh, And he still is And so he's always very busy And uh, very Very tired Um, Nigel and I met a while A few days ago I forgot to tell Stephanie this Uh, We we just met for a quick dinner Because he was very tired He had classes the next day And um, He was saying He told me like Why didn't you tell me about your breakup And I was like Because you're always busy You don't even reply my text messages And he's like he said something that really triggered me. I can't remember what exactly he said. He said something about how uh we can be lonely together. and I'm like Nigel, you're never around you you're always so busy you're so busy to meet for dinner, even like you know, and I don't blame him. I understand that he he says that you know mm. that's the, that's the nature of his work but i I can't really take him seriously about meeting for dinners regularly if you know he's always busy, but that's the long gist of how our friendship developed and yeah, mm-hmm. so for anyone, to set, a, to set a tone for our conversation going forward. Yeah, yes, Stephanie. and like,
0: I think what you said was quite nice because I, th- I think we all know this, friends come and go throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had friends in the past that you're no longer friends with or you don't actually check in with them as much as you would do. Um, and also the, the dynamics of your friendships also change as, as you were saying, kind of like how we were in a module together and then I started working. Nigel started starting his own business and like the pace of our lives is, as lazy. individuals, as he was doing his writing his book and I don't know, transforming lives of children. Um, mm-hmm. and, like, like I think I was, what was saying like as individuals, the pace of our lives also change. And mm-hmm. so the dynamics of your friendships also change. Um, and I think, one of the things we talked about is actually we've managed to keep in touch three of us, no matter how frequent or infrequent, we still do keep in touch. We sort of know what's going on, Uh but they're also kind of friends we've had that we've not spoken to in years. They might drop you a random message on Instagram or Facebook or like randomly on WhatsApp Uh out of the blue. Um, And you kind of wonder like, why did you stop being friends or was it us as individuals because we became busy we changed priorities in our lives Mm -hmm. is it because we became more selective in terms of who we want to share things with um, as we grow older Um, is it because us as individuals we kind of become different people in terms of our character or personality that we again i think decide to choose who we want to be with and then there's also the other side which sorry there's another motorbike probably going on a date furiously <laughs> on my side <laughs> um and and there are friends I guess you you maybe just I guess cut short prematurely because you feel that you're being used or it's just kind of it's only kind of a one that friendship probably doesn't add value to your life. And I don't know, like, for me, I've had a close group of friends, like I say close group, like three people I talk to on a regular basis who kind of know everything that goes on with my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like other people I kind of hang out with um, once in a while um, and people whom I've never spoken to might kind of, I might check in once in a while. I don't know. And that's just me. And I'm happy with having those close group of friends, but also sometimes when you have friends that kind of leech on you, because you, I think Asri and I always talk about how we are, all, we are always the empathetic friends or the empathetic person. We listen to people. So people kind of always come to you because they know that yeah. you're a good listener, which is fine. But at the same time, they don't, Yeah. on the other side, I'm you just... don't get the same thing back.
1: I know. But yes. Okay, um, feel
0: free. Feel free to step <laughs> in. No,
1: because uh, I just want to tell you that I'm actually nodding. Okay, for those who are listening, um, we've we're still having technical issues. So right now we are actually unable to. Stephanie's unable to see my video feed. I'm able to see her, so I'm looking at her and nodding vigorously, like nodding my head vigorously. And she, I realize <laughs> she can't see me, so I'm just nope. like trying to interrupt and like, oh, Stephanie, I'm nodding with you. I'm nodding with you. I'm, I'm like. But I'm not trying to interrupt you in a bad way, I'm so sorry. But yeah, did, no, were you no, no. were you finished with your thought or Yes, I was. Um, actually I just had a few things uh to say about that. The first, and I know this is gonna sound pretentious, but I I, I really will stand by this statement. Um, I think I have always been the one that always reached reaches out to people, like regardless of who they are and which part of my life, which stage of my life I met them, i always reach out to them. Because I thought that was the whole point of friendships. I thought that, you know, even if they weren't the best shape, they weren't in the best uh, so-called position, I thought the whole point of friendships was that you stay present and see their development, you see their growth, their evolution. And so I would always reach out. It got to a point where people were actually always... Assume that I would plan meetups and reunion dinners and gatherings because I was always the one sort of like you know extending my arm and hand and like hey would you like to meet up please let me let's meet up and after a while it really burnt me out like really really burnt me out because I realized I couldn't keep it up anymore mm. I, I am one person reaching out to 20, 30, 40 people and it's not like they all immediately agree, right? You know how it's like when you when you work as a planner even just to coordinate things with clients. But when you come to friends they, they just take it as oh I'm sorry I'm busy, what about next week? And then this person's like, Oh, not next week. What about this week? And then mm-hmm. I just got very, very tired of that. The second was that when I reached out I found out that these people were backstabbing me, they were gossiping about me in their little group chats and um ridiculing me, even going as going so far as to actually do um Blog posts insulting me, and I was just like, "Wow, okay." Um, I mean, it hurt. I mean, I'm talking it. I'm talking about it as though you know it's it's perfectly fine. But when I found out that that had happened, it really broke my heart. Um, mm-hmm. and third, there will be times where I reach out and it'll be radio silence. Like they will not reply. It's worse when you use things like um iMessage or WhatsApp or Facebook, where you know there's that label that tells you that they read it or they seen it or they've received it and they've read it, received it or whatever and they don't reply you and I'm just like, it hurts, like really, it hurts because I feel like you could just tell me you're not interested. If you are, if Mm. you're brave enough to bitch with your friends about me and insult me to your friends, you could just tell me three words, I'm not interested. I can take a hint and leave. But the fact that they don't, it really, yeah, it just, yeah. So, because
0: this is, this is me being critical but um <laughs> just, another in a way day. About, just another day just another day cuz you said you kind of reached out to them mm-hmm. and you know that they ended up being backstabbing you is it then really a friendship or is that something that you is worth having so uh, even if they told you straight up or not i feel like okay, you left what to it anyway
1: i i, I, I I agree with your point. Those are not good friends. No, no. I, I understand what you're saying, that those are not good friends. Mm. But those set the tone for how I approach other friendships.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you mean that you are less... Yes. You're less likely
1: yes. to... Like, now, mm. I don't think I'm as... I'm as open. Like, last time, I used to be very... You know, I tell Stephanie this all the time. You know, I always talk about how I always feel very lonely and I, I always feel like there's deafening silence. Um... I think mm-hmm. partly because I'm also an extrovert, so I actually revel in being with people. I I enjoy that energy. Uh, Stephanie is not. Stephanie is the opposite of me. But <laughs> I, it, it's hard because back then I was. I think probably because I was more unaware. I would be very brash or very comfortable, just like you know, texting someone. Hey, you wanna hang out for dinner? Um, hey, you wanna go out for a movie? Um, hey, you're gonna go out for drinks. My treat. You know, it's it's always very mm. organic, but now even though I feel it and I want to meet someone, the thoughts keep replaying in my head, and it's just over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, what you said about organic was quite not quite. It triggered something in me because. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like friendships should be organic. Like you should be able to reach out to anyone at any point without thinking about, is it a good time? Is it, will they, what will they think of me? But I feel more and more these days, like it's almost something you need to schedule in, which is not the way that I, like, I do not plan my days. And like, I just wake up in the morning and be like, so what can I do today? Especially on on days where I don't have work. And like, Sometimes it's kind of weird when, because in Singapore, I feel like, maybe this is a lie, but like with a couple of my friends, I could be like, what are you doing today? Do you want to hang out? But then there are other friends where we need to plan like weeks ahead and be like, let's meet on the 13th mm. of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as since I've moved to London, that's been a bit of the case. I think I've like one or two friends who I can say like oh what are you doing today let's just meet and like if both of us are up to it we would or if not no um and there are also friends who like friends may not be the right word people who um who kind of like almost have a schedule like oh today I'm gonna do this with this person that with that person it's and it just feels and and I'm not criticizing them but to me that just feels like I'm just part of your daily routine where because you (laughs) feel lonely at this point you're just fitting me in right not something like an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. or like like I have a friend who's like if she feels bad or I feel bad or he feels that I go over she comes over and you kind of talk things out or just just hang out Um, and I think I'm the kind of person who just kind of goes with the flow spontaneous maybe the right word may not because I'm not but it's kind of like you just and even virtually with Azri, it's kind of like if I feel some kind of way or he feels some kind of way, you just kind of drop a message. And and we both know that we have busy like we have busy days, like he might be out teaching or I might be in meetings, but you still can check on. on it's an organic way of checking yeah. in via text. Um, and I feel that doesn't happen anymore, except for the few friends, that like the three people that I kind of. Even if I know, even if I can, sometimes I just rant to myself on a chat with Azri because I know he'll still read it, even if he doesn't reply me immediately. But it's kind of like a space where you can just vent. Um, and likewise, like Azri can go on bitching about something and I at some point I will reply. Um, and that's kind of organic. Whereas with some other people, it's kind of like, you have to schedule it in, which I feel it's not how friendships should be, but I feel that's how a lot of friendships actually exist in today's world where everyone is just kind of busy trying to fit things
1: mm. around like in, in their lives. Do you, think, do you think that when you say that, because this is just my personal, mm. um, I wouldn't say my personal opinion, but it's something that I thought about. Do you think that when mm. people schedule it in, in such a manner, right? Do you think that these people are actually unaware of what friendships can do? And so they don't see it as like something that is inherent in their lives, like, you know, like something organic, but they just see it as like, okay, you know what? I'm friends with you, and so I should meet you once in a while. But they don't understand that friendships is beyond that. It's about the support, the love, the the comfort and solace. Do you think that that's a factor as well?
0: Hmm. I think, I don't think so, but there's a few things I think. Like, Mm. for some people, they might get that support and love from other people other than you. Like, I think we've spoken about this before. I don't know whether in episodes or some random conversations I've had with you, but how we often think that there's always this one person who should give you everything, like one best friend, one soulmate. But actually you realize you kind of get different things from different people. You, you can't expect everything. You can't expect to get everything from one person because that's too much pressure on that one particular person. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because me as an individual is not that person they want support and love from. um, and it's just more of a hangout situation. So I'm not necessarily a friend with them, but more of an acquaintance, Mm -hmm. but there's also, and, and that's fine because maybe I feel the same way about them. Um, but there's also those people I think who just need to show a social calendar that, Oh, I I hang out with so many different types of people. And it's almost like you're part of their, you know, how they say trophy wife, but this is more of like a, I don't know, a medalist um, of I hang out with this person in the morning, that person in the afternoon, like I'm so social. I'm a social butterfly. I'm like, so mm-hmm. sociable. Um, I think partly is that as well. And I, and I know we, uh, it's, it's kind of like a social credential to them that I have so many friends Um, I think that's one two Um, and maybe some people uh, like uh, it's not that they I think some people do know the value of support and love which is why they only come to you when they need something Um, (laughs) which is the shit part I
1: think because
0: when you need something you don't like I've I have friends who come to me when they have sh- problems and you kind of try and listen to them, but then I don't feel the same way where I can't, I, I will never go to them and talk to them about my problems because I don't feel comfortable that way. Cause I know that they're the kind of person who wouldn't want to listen to you. Um, so mm-hmm. I think, and sometimes I question myself, like are those friendships worth having? But knowing me and Asri, we always have that soft spot and we feel bad um, and we we're like they're in a yeah. tough place. If we don't listen to them, who else will? And you kind of be there, although it drains you out. And I'm not sure if, if that's the most healthy thing to do,
1: but that's who we are. I don't know if you have anything to say to that. Because I think I, I know people immediately jump to that and one thing I notice is like, you know, this is the odd thing. Like when let's say friend A is being very like what Stephanie said, just finds me for problems and stuff, and I'll I'll get very drained. So I'll go to friend B and friend C to just, you know, talk things out and like, hey, you know, what should I do with friend A? And I'm genuinely trying to find a solution. Friend B and friend Mm. C will immediately jump down my throat and say that, oh, friend A is toxic. Burn him. Mm. And it's not that easy because the thing is, friend B or friend C is perfectly capable of doing the same thing or perfectly capable of finding me and like, you know, just being very emotional and, and needing my support. And so I feel that, you know, when people say, uh, when people label like, you know, okay, this friend is considered toxic friendship. um, Mm. I think it's very easy to say that. But when you are like us, and I'm not saying that in in an elitist way or anything, it's not easy to cast people aside because one, we know what it's like to have hit rock bottom or close to it. Um, Stephanie has talked before when we were talking about relationships uh, several seasons ago about how she wasn't always uh, open to reaching out to people, to talking to new people. And for me myself, uh, I'm always very friendly, but I don't really let people in as easily because I'm always afraid that you know, they might just leave. Mm-hmm. So when you've experienced that sort of darkness in your life, you're not going to cast someone else out because it's sort of like looking at a kindred spirit. It's sort of like looking at mm. someone in the mirror, like someone, have a reflection of your past. So that's, I think, a problem. Of course, there are some some cases where you know it's just toxic friendship. And I think in those situations, it's either Stephanie or myself who will sort of like, like give that perspective. Like, okay, Stephanie, you know what? I think you've done enough. Like, that's too much. Mm. And Stephanie will do mm. the same for me. But yeah, do you have something else you wanted to add on?
0: No, I was just going to say like, how do you know when to draw the line, though? Because you know this person will never be the same kind of friend that you are to them. Like we've talked about that, like mm-hmm. how you were saying how if you talk to friend A will come to you with a problem and you'll listen to them. But then if you had the same situation, you will never approach friend A to deal with your issues. Um, would you... Is one, is that called a friendship? <laughs> Two, do you still keep person A as a friend? I don't know. Like, when do you, because I, like, for me, I think we've talked about how as you grow older, there are a few people that you keep close to and you share everything with. And for me, at this point in time, I am happy with that because I know I have a safe space with the three people I talk to, including mm-hmm. Azri and, like, like, and that's, I am satisfied with that to a certain obviously there are days where you feel lonely because most of my three friends are not in the same country um but it i i don't know like we we talk about kind of quality versus quantity and stuff like that but where do you draw the line in terms of saving a friendship like what is like i know we always the two of us fall into the trap of being nice being too nice and making sure that no one ever feels the way we felt in terms of having no one to talk to or no one to listen to you. Mm -hmm. But where do you, I guess, draw the line in terms of making sure that that friendship is adding value to your life as well, rather than draining you?
1: I don't know. For me, (laughs) that's going to make me sound like (laughs) a sucker for punishment. But um, for me, I've never really cast out friends except for Okay, except for the friend that I found out was uh gossiping about me on her blog. Another mm-hmm. friend who I went to because I was feeling, okay, honestly speaking, I was feeling suicidal. And he basically said, go jump down, go do it. And I was like, okay, you're out mm-hmm. of my life. Um, those two are the friends that I've I've genuinely like Mm. cut out Mm -hmm. like personally but I've never really felt the need to draw a line even I had I had this guy who just extorts money regularly from me and it's not (laughs) like I'm as rich as Stephanie but um I am not rich by the way I just feel so bad like I just I just feel so bad and I just like because I've been in a situation before like every situation I've I've met... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me backtrack here. If I'm in a situation where this friend is not exactly the best model of a friendship, Mm. I always ask myself, what would I hope someone did for me if if I came from that place? Does that make sense? Like, if I came Mm. needing advice or needing help or needing support, and I'm like the whiniest bitch you've ever met, what would I hope this person that I go to will do for me. And I try to emulate mm. that because <clears throat> I think it takes a lot of courage for a person to come to you and also ask you for help, right? Mm. Like, it's not it's not easy to ask for help because it's sort of, it makes you be vulnerable. And a lot of people are not willing to be vulnerable, especially in today's mm-hmm. day and age. So mm-hmm. I try to do that. Um, but when you come, when you talk about uh, drawing a line, I think for me, I always sort of like look at it from what my heart tells me, I've always been a firm believer that my gut instincts or what my heart or my intuition is always like the best judgment. So if ever I feel like, okay, this is too much, I'll just be like, okay, Mm. this is too much. Um, Before we started this recording, I was telling Stephanie about this friend who has always been very distant and uh, recently he has been very, very friendly, you know, always asking to meet up and I'm like, why is that? And apparently I found out like he has some problems. So, I don't mind it, you know, I, I I'll still agree to meet him, but it, my, in, my intuition has not told me to like, you know, draw a line yet, so I'm just gonna go along with it. But mm. I, I think that you have, I think you have to decide for yourself, especially mm-hmm. emph- empathetic people like us. Um, we care, but I think at some point we realize like there's not much care left in our hearts. Like we're just so burnt out and drained, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's a good point though. Like I think each of us have different, one, I think different personalities. And I think that's something I've learned as I grew older, where you start to realize that not everyone is like you. I'm lucky enough. I have friends who are like me. And that's why we are friends where we kind of have the same Um, personality but there are also friends who are not like me and have different ways of being existing Mm -hmm. in this world and you need to and that's the beauty of the world right if everyone's the same like why life would be boring but I think you need to decide for yourself like one who do you want to keep close to yourself close to you to have that support system and that network and love that you need when you need it and also offer the same back when they need it Um, but also kind of friends who may come to you when they need it and kind of trust your instinct to say, is this something I can give without Mm -hmm. needing something back Mm -hmm. um, or not? Or is it just going to drain me because I'm in a bad place myself? Um, And I think in this day and age, um, that's, and like, feel free to disagree with me. And when it comes to friendships, I feel like I have, I'm satisfied with the core group of friends that I have that I share things with, but also kind of a out circle where I might hang out once in a while and um, have some fun, spend time with. Um, And I will call them friends, but I may not lean on them for support and love that I need. Um, Although they might. Um, And, and I guess f- those friends I would be upset if we grew apart and I feel like we've had that because like friends I was sort of close to in like secondary school JC university we barely talk to each other now Mm. although we kind of see the updates on social media and you kind of know what's going on or well on the surface of what's going on um and you might kind of get a message once in a while from them um but you know that that's not um you don't. You no longer need them in your life to bring happiness or value, um, and that's okay. And I think it's normal when you grow out. When you grow up, you grow out of things as well. Like you, your interests change, your personality changes. So, yeah, I don't know if I made any sense. No, that but, makes sense. Yeah, but I think that to me, that's what friendships are. Like you have the close group of people that is your support network, but also mm. kind of the wider thing but yeah yeah and just one thing before i forget sorry i think there's also people who and i i've heard people talk about how um they've lost friendships
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then they kind of try and seek new ones but then you realize they they keep losing friends or they keep they cannot hold on to long term friendships because they are always taking and not giving. Um, oh yeah. And, and I think sometimes when you kind of, I feel like if you fall into that pattern and I think I felt that way as well. Um, and that's because I, not because I was taking, but I just never reached out to anyone or that was a terrible coping mechanism. Um, but. I'm just kind of saying, like, maybe if you feel like you you don't have strong enough friends or a a support network, or you feel lonely to not have enough friends, maybe, like, self-reflect and be like, am I contributing enough to that friendship? Because I I used to be the kind of person who listened to everything, but I never shared anything with anyone. Um, And because of that, people felt that I was hiding something and I was not as open with my life as they were to me and because of that they closed off from me Mm -hmm. and that was something i took a while to learn and then i was like i need to share myself so other people are comfortable enough to share their vulnerabilities with me as well Uh, because i thought it was enough for me to listen to them and be empathetic and i didn't want to burden them with my problems but life doesn't work that way so i think if you feel in a way that you're not creating friendships you want to have or have that support that you want to have in life maybe kind of self-reflect to see how you are contributing to that relationship and when you do that then you can kind of see the value this is such a advertising term to use but like <laughs> a value exchange you get out of the friendship
1: I see okay well I mean if you you know if you didn't say anything about advertising I wouldn't have even noticed that <laughs> because I wouldn't have known it but now you brought it up Um. Totally aware that value exchange is a word used in advertising. But um mm-hmm. well, uh actually believe it or not, we're sort of like running out of time. So I just wanted to like just sort of sum some of the things up. Uh to your point, I do agree. I think one thing that is very common is people mm-hmm. feeling very lonely. Uh and I think I think there are a lot of different reasons, but one thing is We can always start with ourselves, right? That's why they always Mm. say like, instead of like pointing outwards, you should always look inwards. And as Stephanie said, look as to whether are you giving enough? Are you hanging out with the right people? Are you maybe exploring different avenues? Um, And sometimes, you know, you can try and maybe you just don't find friendships because it's not the right time. Maybe it's time for you to work Mm. on yourself first, build yourself up in terms of maybe your confidence, your skills, goals that you've maybe cast aside for a really long time. Uh, I just wanted to also do a disclaimer as always, because that's what I always do every episode. Um, At the start, we were talking about how, you know, people were, there are some people who choose to schedule friendships in and all that stuff. And I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, No. It's just, especially, you know, because sometimes people have families and children, um, they're juggling multiple businesses or crazy workload sometimes people find solace or find control in sort of like a very structured approach to their lives. And I respect that. It's just not something that Stephanie and I would do because I can't even plan... I don't know, I don't even even plan anything we
0: don't um, even plan when to record this podcast yeah. let's just put it out there we
1: just we just say like hey are you free <laughs> let's record and when she texted me i was i was still sleeping i was having a very nice nap because there was a huge thunderstorm in singapore and i was like Ooh, let's roll around in bed and lo and behold i overslept and i was like okay are you still free okay let's record um mm-hmm. yeah but you know it works, I think, but I think it also speaks to the kind of character, or the person you are. If you are a control mm-hmm. freak and OCD, nope, not for you. But if you're like Stephanie and I, totally.
0: Although we are sort of control freaks in our own way, but, but not, anyway, with, continue. not with not with yeah. time
1: management, apparently. But yeah, I think that's uh, you know the gist of what we wanted to say. Stephanie, any um anything else you wanted to?
0: Yeah, and I think what you said about loneliness, um, I think a lot of people only reach out to friends when they feel lonely, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is fine. But I think that makes the person on the receiving end feel like they're being used. Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay for you to schedule meetings and schedule dinners and, and lunches or teas or whatever. But I think if you truly want to build a friendship, I think it needs that ongoing. It's like any relationship, right? You can't just come in and out as and when you please. Yeah. And even if you don't message every day, um, and even if you only meet once in every six months, like even back in Singapore, I feel like Azri, Nigel and I only met like a couple of times. I don't think we met every month or every week or anything like that. But we kind of just checked in, even if it's not every day, you know, you kind of check in once in a while. And I think you need that kind of ongoing thing. So you. you I, plus <laughs> it's kind of like I don't know the right words to say um it's kind of like you need to put in enough effort and mm-hmm. energy um and and like yeah that whole value exchange like you need to kind of put in the same effort and time and energy as the other person if you want to really build that friendship and mm-hmm. that's where I guess priorities come in right because you can't do that with the 40 friends you have which is where you kind of invest in your energy in that few friends that you build a network with or support network with mm-hmm. um and so when you feel lonely you feel comfortable to reach out to them rather than sending messages to like 50 people and be like can i talk to you but anyway and yep. I, I think that's that's my kind of last words for this episode and hopefully some of you related to what we were talking
1: about yep anything else to add Azri? Nope, I'm good. I'm just thank you so much to every listener who's been following us uh, since season one. I can't believe it's been mm-hmm. really been four seasons. Uh, it's it's kind of shocking actually when I think about it because it's like four seasons. Well, three before this implies that I've been doing this for like over five months, and I'm just like wow. Okay, so thank you everyone out there who's been listening. It means a lot. And hopefully that we continue to entertain you and uh, delight you in the weeks going forward.
0: Yes, thank you everyone for listening. Um, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at underscore Blurred Thoughts. And our podcast is on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, I think. Um, Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.